Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. What in the world is going on? There's an NFL game in London, and now we have big breaking NBA news where the Celtics have acquired Drew Holiday from the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers get Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, so bye-bye Time Lord, a 2024 first-round pick that was the one that Brad Stevens got in the trades last year. That one coming in from Golden State, which has some real potential value, and a 2029 first-round pick that I do believe is the Celtics pick that they would convey in the deal. So it's Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, two first-round picks. One of those first-rounders is the one that the Celtics own from Golden State, all to get Drew Holiday. Boys, quick thoughts. I know we'll go back to it after we talk to Foyer. My first initial thought is that I'm surprised Portland took this deal. I'm surprised that they wanted to bring in Brogdon. If you're trying to get a haul, you could probably have done more uh, trading away uh, Holiday and getting more back. I think if you're getting Brogdon back, you're going to turn around and trade him, right? Why would Portland want to keep yeah. Brogdon? They said they're building around their young guard, so they must really like Williams. The draft picks will see. Golden State's first next year is probably not going to be much. The 2029 unprotected Boston first could be something, but, you know, we all hope it won't be. Uh, I'm I'm surprised by this. I'm surprised that the Celtics felt they uh, needed to prioritize someone like Holiday when they had two good guards on the roster already, and I'm surprised Portland made the deal. But you know what? It makes the Celtics better. As soon as the original Brogdon deal with the Clippers didn't go through, I knew he wasn't going to play another basketball game in Boston Um, so I guess it's good that they are able to offload him I don't like losing Rob but at the end of the day after uh, Milwaukee traded for Lillard last week at the end of last week I figured 
you know, the the Celtics have to get into this arms race somehow, some way. So they instead of sitting on their hands, they answer. So I ultimately like the fact that they're doing what they think is, you know, making them a better basketball. And they would have so. been okay with the roster the way it was, but if somebody like Drew Holiday ended up in Miami exactly. instead of Lillard, that's something you kind of had to protect against as well. Yep. And for as much of the defense that people are gonna scoff over, losing smart and time lord is a big deal to the defense. Mm-hmm. However, why do you go get Drew Holiday? Because the guy plays defense, right. and he's a pest, and he's a pain in the ass. So in a way, you could argue that while you've lost Time Lord and a big in the middle, you have maybe coyly kind of upgraded at point guard because I think all of us in this room and most listening would trust Drew Holiday trying to knock down a shot in a big spot than Marcus Smart, and I'm going to get that kind of defense as well. Right. So Drew Holiday is a Celtic. We will continue to uh, unpack that along with the Patriots here on WEI. And joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline for, uh, well, what is now 10 minutes with Foyer, it is Jet Setter and man who flies all about the country, <laughs> Christian Foyer with us. Hello, Foyer. Hello, boys. Boy, I'd really love to dig into this, this old Drew Holiday thing. Yeah, well, there's yeah. some layers to it. What, no, well, no, no, no. Well, Let's not what, waste our time, but I'm sure we'll do a lot of it on Monday. <laughs> uh, what are you saying, that the uh, Patriots are not going to put forth a, a good performance tonight and that uh, people will be uh, more horny for holiday than the <laughs> Patriots? Horny for holiday. I love it. Put that on a T-shirt, right? Start selling that on the, on the street <laughs> corners in Boston. Uh, no, I don't know. Like, I feel like I think you can look at it two, way, um, two ways, right? Like the, the Dallas Cowboys are frauds. And the overhyped machine, that is Jerry Jones, you know, took a massive hit uh, after they couldn't perform against Arizona, a team that they should have beat. And they physically manhandled them, at least definitely um, on the line of scrimmage, offensively running the football. And now they're kind of, now it looks like, you know, they have some injuries that they are going to have to deal with, similar to the Patriots. And um, we'll see how they actually respond. I think that's ultimately the question I have. Dallas gets embarrassed. You know, on the road after two, I don't know, suspect wins against crappy teams, and then they lose to a crappy team on the road. Now they 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 play against what I would consider is a solid team, not great, not crappy, just a solid football team that is still trying to figure out who they are. So, definite huge step for both teams. Fourier, I first of all I want to hear all about Boulder, but I'll ask you about that later. Uh, but what I would like to know is um, if if you sort of take into account the history between these two teams, the way that Bill Belichick sort of dominated the Cowboys all those years, and how they finally got their first win against them here. We know that it's a big game for Dallas. We know it's a big game for New England. Is Mac Jones up for this? We know we know that there's uh, there's been sort of a precedent set already now this year where Mac at the end of these games, especially close games, hasn't been able to sort of get him down the field. Is this the week where he finally breaks through? Is this the week where he wins a shootout for the first time? Well, I don't know if they want to have a shootout, per se, and I don't know if they're actually built to have a shootout. It doesn't mean that they can't do it. I just don't know if that's in their DNA because we literally haven't seen it in Hellgrush. We spent one day all last week talking about the almost comebacks that Mac Jones had, and now none of them were really his fault. Like, he did his job. But somebody else either fumbled the ball, dropped the ball, defense couldn't hold him. So he definitely, he, Mac Jones, I think, has it in him. I don't think he freaks out. I don't think he panics. You know, I don't think he worries, uh, you know, has this. And he's definitely not afraid to take a shot. So if they're in a position where he has to do his job, I think he can do it. It's just, it's just a matter of, 
you know, is everyone else going to follow suit ultimately? So, and that's to me like the myth that is Mac Jones. Now the other aspect is for Mac Jones is just how, how aware is he of like everything that's being said about him, all the rumors, all like the near, like, you know, penalties and the, you know, the dirty play and I'm a dirty player. And then Cowherd talking about, Oh, I'm hearing that something's going on. I wonder if that affects him or does he really not give a crap? And I literally think that rich kids usually don't give a crap because they have a safety net, which is mama and daddy's money. So with that being said, I think you'll be fine. Speaking of Cowboys versus Patriots and the history between the two, Zeke Elliott, uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network this morning reported that he's going to get starter reps. Um, what do you make of him against his former team? Are they going to really, you know, ground upon him? Like you said, they don't want to get into a shootout. I agree with that. Um, what do you make of Zeke, again, trying to get some starter reps here and also that sort of dynamic with Stevenson not having a great start to the season? Yeah, I heard um, I heard Kern answer this, and I don't, I don't even know what that means, yeah. like starter reps. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, he had 80 yards last week. Is it yards? Is it reps? Or or is it the foyer, um, you know, uh, request to have him be the number one back and Stevenson to be the distinct Kevin Falk, third down back. Like, that. if, if that's what we're leaning towards, then I'm all, I'm all for it. I don't know what starter reps mean. Starter reps usually means you're getting 80% of the carries, and the only time you're coming out is if you're tired. You know, like, starter reps, I mean, we're going to – was I wouldn't put this past Bill to say, you guys used them wrong. Let me show you how I use them. He's the third leading, you know, rusher in Cowboys history. So they, they never used them wrong. They just like Pollard more. So I don't know. Like, I still think he's going to become the number one back as far as I'm, I'm the back when it comes to first and second down traditionally. And Stevenson becomes your third down back. Christian Foyer here with us on WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, the Mike McCarthy factor today, is it very real? He's calling the offense. He has never been a uh, wizard as a head coach. Is there an opportunity there that the Patriots might be able to jump on, or is that kind of overblown with McCarthy? Yeah, does, I don't know if, like, does McCarthy, McCarthy used to have – I feel like people are part of, like, before Andy Reid started winning Super Bowls, like, you know, consecutively – um, he was known as a boob, you know, like he made the wrong decisions. He was always out of, uh, he was always late to, to make a decision, you know, and now he's suddenly like, you know, in Bill Belichick type of like, you know, rarefied air when it comes to reputation. I wonder if it's like, is McCarthy that guy now? Like, has he always been protected by, you know, Aaron Rodgers or great quarterback play that they always fix his stupid calls or they can always bail him out? I don't know. I don't know if he has that reputation, um, but if he doesn't, you know, now he, he kicked Kellen Moore to the curb. Now he's running the Chargers. So now it's really he has no one else to blame. So if he doesn't put up numbers, if Dak doesn't play well, if Dak doesn't, uh, you know, lead them to victory, you know, with a minute and 30, something like that left on the clock, then he is going to be ultimately responsible because no one's going to blame Dak. That guy get a, gets a get-out-of-jail card for everything, like everything. It's never like his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Uh, Fourier, you've been in this locker room, obviously, before against uh, big-time defensive players like Micah Parsons, not him specifically, but against guys like that. I heard your story uh, about DeMarcus Ware this week. I like that one. Um, what do you think Bill's going to do? What do you think the strategy is going to be uh, to neutralize Parsons? I think that as soon as they break the huddle, first of all, before – 
before, like, the you know, during install, I am positive. Now, I didn't hear anything, but this is the way that it would work. They were going to create a game plan to always identify where he is. And then each situation, whether it be first and second, you know, third down, red zone, goal line, they will have a plan to how do you keep him in check, how do you stop him from wrecking the game. I will be amazed if they allow him to rush off the edge in a third and eight without somebody putting something on him, right? Now, maybe they'll let Trent Brown kind of handle him on his own, but anywhere else along the line of scrimmage, he's going to need to be double teamed. There's, there, everything they do is going to have to be predicated on where Micah Parsons is. Is he backside? Is he frontside? Is he a linebacker off the ball? Is he a linebacker off the ball backside? Is he literally standing on top of the center, moving back and forth side to side to create some sort of, like, you know, confusion with the offensive line? Or, to be honest with you, fear. I think that's the biggest, like, the anticipation of blocking this guy and not knowing what he's going to do creates a massive problem. So you better keep it simple and you better have a, have a plan so he doesn't wreck the game because he will 100% wreck the game on his own if you let him. I'm talking about a forced fumble. I'm talking about a tip pass that leads to an interception. I'm talking about a sack for uh, when you need a, a, a big play downfield. He'll destroy it. He does it all the time. So they'll have a plan for him, and we'll just see if it works. All right, you've been inside again, Arkan said it, inside NFL locker rooms before. This new slogan, no one's coming, it's up to us. <laughs> What do you make of it? Do they work? You walk into your locker room, right, Christian, and you see a sweatshirt draped over your chair that says that saying. Is it corny? Is it lame? Or do you guys buy into it? Well, I don't. First of all, I don't think it's long enough. I think it should be longer. What else? The other thing I would do is put like I don't. I would put like five exclamation points, and then like when people would read it, they would like scream it. Nobody's coming for us. They got us. Like that's. That's what I would do. I would abandon add to hope. It. The reality is, yeah, right. Yes, like, yeah, like I would just like no one exclamation point is is just is enough. You don't need six, but um, I don't know if they work personally. Like in the end, when it's like you know no time left and you're like fighting for your life, are you going to be like, you know what that that slogan on the back of my, no one is coming to, no one is coming to save me. I better try a little harder. I thought someone was going to help me run faster. Not going to happen. You know, it's just sports. The aspect of that I like. I love the pregame pep talk. I love the, like, meat-headedness that is the locker room and the slapping towels and high-fiving when you're butt naked. I love all that stuff. Okay? I just don't think it helps. I, I don't I, I don't even know what to say to that. That was quite the point. That's better, better than low-fiving when you're My butt naked. My God. <laughs> hey, uh, how was... Uh, how was uh, Boulder yesterday? Quickly. Uh, well, Gresh, do you really want to know? I know. Or do you I, uh, really? I, I know. I, know. I really want to know. Hold, hold on. Was it? Uh, uh, were any parents able to actually go to the sidelines where there wasn't? Uh, be, no. Because you had all the NBA no. players and rappers down there. You know, uh, like, God forbid the guy who, you know, said that it's his house and it's his program and, oh, these kids, they just go out and play hard, but you parents, F off. I got to make room for uh, Swiss Beats or someone like that (laughs) to be able to stand on the sideline. Yeah, all I know is that, like, uh, you would have gotten into at least five fights. Uh, You would have. I feel like I have a little bit more composure. And, you know, I know how you hate crowds. I don't mind them, but this drove me nuts. It, it, it's like oh. stuff in like 
10 pounds of sausage into a five pound bag. You know what I mean? Like, and Arkan knows how small that stadium is. Yes. The sidelines are, are, are not very big and they're stuffing so many people into this freaking stadium. And it was like built in 1923 or whatever. It's just no room for it. They had but a big renovation whatever. there when I was in school and it's still tiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was something. Just, well, I, just, I, it was just. I know we will be able to. Un- nothing else. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I know we'll be able to unpack uh, tomorrow on uh, Gresham Fourier from uh, Gillette. I will uh, see you then. Thanks for the breakdown, friend. All right, boys. Have a good day. See you. All right, there we go. Uh, The latest news also in the Celtics world, Drew Holiday is now a Celtic. Uh, We will spend some time on that as much as we will talking about some of the games coming up here in the uh, NFL. It is also over in London. Stiz has got the latest in trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. That's right. Little bit of breaking Celtics news. Drew Holiday is now a Boston Celtic. The trade will include Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, and multiple picks going to the Trailblazers. Rough night in Camden Yards last night. The Red Sox lost to the Orioles 5-2. Cutter Crawford delivered six scoreless innings before handing off to the bullpen. Baltimore rallied in the seventh to score off Boston reliever Josh Winkowski, and that was all she wrote. The Sox will play the final game of the series and their season later today against the Orioles. First pitch at 3.05. Tanner Hulk will take the mound for your Boston Red Sox. He'll be facing Kyle Bradish for the Orioles. Will Fleming and Lou Maloney will have the call for you right here on the Shaw's and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. And Joe Wild will get you ready for the game starting at 2.05 with the Mass Mutual pregame show mass mutual insurance planning investments the one and two patriots are in dallas today set to take on the two and one cowboys kickoff at 425 jonathan jones and cole strange have been downgraded to out christian barmore and devon godchow are listed as questionable tyron smith zach martin and tyler biotis are listed as questionable for the cowboys the atlanta falcons were in london taking on the jacksonville jaguars the jags beat the Falcons 23-7. to Later today, Miami will be in Buffalo to take on the Bills at 1 p.m. You can hear that game on WEI 8.50 a.m. Or you can go to your app store right now on your phone and download the Odyssey app to hear that game. Few college scores from yesterday. Number 8, USC beat Colorado 48-41. to Number 1, Georgia beat Auburn 27-20. to Number 20, Ole Miss beat number 13, LSU 55-49. to Number 11, Notre Dame beat number 17, Duke 21-14. to And Curtis's BC Eagles beat Virginia at home 27-24. to Trending was brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, where they are celebrating truck month. Defeat any task with the capability and technology of Ford's F-Series, America's in-stock and best-selling trucks for 46 years straight. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More WEI Football Sunday with Gresh, Arkan, and Cadlick coming right after this. Go nowhere. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. What is insane is what has gone on in the last 25 minutes that we have kind of talked about, and that is the Celtics getting Drew Holiday. Yes, it is WEEI Football Sunday, and we'll give you some picks going out the door. We'll talk about the other games, but... There's no way we can ignore such a big deal for the Boston Celtics. And for those of you that uh, have just joined us, the Boston Celtics have turned around and traded Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams III, along with a 2024 first-round pick that the Celtics owned from Golden State that came in the Porzingis deal. That goes to Portland along with a Celtics unprotected 2029 first round pick. And Drew Holiday is now here. So, guys, in terms of piecing together the Patriots roster, or excuse me, the Celtics roster, it's football Sunday. Uh, it is football <laughs> Sunday. I didn't want him trading Al Horford. I really didn't want the Celtics trading Robert Williams the third, but it really seems like those picks mattered. And for whatever reason, getting Malcolm Brogdon mattered. Maybe they need a mentor out there, or maybe this is the continual Danny Ainge. Let me get an asset to eventually flip an asset scenario with Malcolm Brogdon. But here's what the Celtics are left with. Uh, and I say left with as if it's a bad thing. So starting lineup, and I'm taking a little liberty here. You could go Horford or Derek White, but Porzingis, Tatum, Brown, Holiday, and Al Horford as a core starting group. And the bench is now Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, 
Luke Cornett, Jordan Walsh, Sam Hauser, maybe some O'Shea Brissett thrown in there. If you want to cross him off, there's your top 10 Celtics right there. Is that a championship group, Arkin? I think it's a championship starting five for sure. I think that the depth is a problem. It was a problem before this trade, and I think it's a bigger problem now. And as far as Rob Williams is concerned, I mean, listen, he was a guy that had a chronic hip problem and has been injured a lot over the last couple of years. When he does play, he's a difference maker, but he just doesn't play that much. You brought in Porzingis as your new big. He's got plantar fasciitis, so there's a lot of question marks right now. No question. I mean, it's, it's absolutely uh, fair to sort of look at some of these moves and say, yeah, you know, you're really pushing all your chips in the middle here, but you're investing in guys who may or may not be uh, healthy. In the case of Porzingis, this whole thing coming out uh, a couple, uh, well, about a month ago now, I guess, about the plantar fasciitis was a big, I don't know, reality check, I yeah. guess, but... I look at Holiday. I think he needed to get rid of Brogdon. I'm surprised Portland took him, but that's a that's a nice upgrade right there. And I'm not that sad about losing Williams. I think the idea of Robert Williams is better than the actual product. Yeah, I agree. Um, the depth it'll be an issue. You're right, but uh, once you get to the postseason, you're not playing into your you know right. eighth and ninth guy. So um, th- again, I said it to you guys you know twice already off air. But I this reeks of like a Daniel Tice coming back or some just other big body. Um, that has worked with Brad Stevens before uh, in the past to kind of solidify the the back end of that depth uh, in the front court. But no, I think uh, it's I like the fact that they answered in the Eastern Conference arms race. Like you you look at what uh, Milwaukee just did with Lillard. Now you come in and you grab uh, the guy that they traded away. And Brogdon, like you said, Arcan was never going to come back. Yes, it stinks to lose Rob, but at the end of the day, they got better. And uh, I think this 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 helps them compete at the top of the Eastern Conference. So, in, in terms of the Bucks' top guys, you've got uh, a starting lineup of Lopez, Giannis, Middleton, when healthy, because that guy's dinged a lot. Yep. Malik Beasley, Damian Lillard, and then their bench is Bobby Portis, Jay Crowder, Pat Connaughton. Right, so, uh, yeah, because they they got rid of Allen in the in the original Lillard deal, Grayson Allen, yeah. right? It's better bench than yours. And yeah. one would, and one would, well, I I don't know. Um, if Lillard goes down, who's the Bucks point guard? Connaughton, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's yeah. then Con- like that's where to me that's where they still well, have George Hill. <laughs> well, look, yeah. yeah, do they? I was just He's gonna say like forty five at this. No, point. but yeah. you know what's really funny is I wonder if for like we're kind of you know kind of half ass clowning around, right. but I wonder how many of those kind of old vested veterans are now being like, oh, I can fill a role here. And if you're running Milwaukee or Boston, how many of those guys do you kind of want to, uh, want to engage? Look, I like uh, I like Jay Crowder as a – if Jay Crowder's got to be the guy to replace Middleton, it's not bad, but you definitely lose some offense sure. there. Yeah. Um, and then they do have Giannis's brother. Oh, they, they could cut him and sign a new point guard. Yeah, maybe. you know what? I mean, and that's you know, could you imagine that? Like, yeah, like they go and get him Lillard, and they'll yeah. be like, "But we got to sacrifice your brother." <laughs> How in the world do you go sell that to that guy yeah. if that is the uh, case? But you know, they've also got like Marcus Bolden and AJ Green and people like that uh, in Milwaukee. But I'm kind of with you guys. Like, there it feels like the Celtics still need one more big to kind of make you feel comfortable. And then you've at least got some layers, and I don't know. Are we nuts to think that Jordan Walsh, given a little bit of what we saw in the uh, in the summer league, that 
in the mind of Brad Stevens, Jordan Walsh has a bigger role than yeah. maybe we all think right now, especially with Grant Williams being gone. He might have to play one. That Grant Williams role is what you talk about, like a sort of wing defender who is like a, a – again, Jordan Walsh was a very good defender in summer league. Mm-hmm. He was in college as well, so they, they might have to rely on a guy like that because of the lack of the bench. Yeah, and really I thought if they were going to trade Brogdon, I didn't think that they were going to be doing it for Holiday. I thought they might bring in another wing just because they're so thin at the wing, too. They don't have any right. bigs. They don't have any wings. They do have a point guard. I mean, at least they got Pritchard and, uh, and White still uh, behind behind Holiday. But, yeah, at the wing, it's Brown, it's Tatum, and then you're right. It's Lamar Stevens or Sam Hauser or maybe O'Shea Brissett or one of those guys. And if that's your first guy off the bench for your two most important players – you, you're going to have to be leaning on them uh, all the time. And I just feel like that's been a problem with, uh, with with Brown and Tatum is that they get worn out by the end of the year and then they run out of gas. So well, I'd I, like to see some someone to come in and spell them a little bit. Well, I don't know if that happened. I know it happened in the, uh, in the World Championship and then the Olympic year, definitely with Tatum in terms of wearing down. I didn't think those guys got worn down as much as... I think what it is with Brad Jalen Steve- Brown at the end of the year and then look worn down. No, nah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Well, you know, there's also the injury stuff, and again, everybody everybody deals with uh, with that. Like, I hope Tatum's got his thumb fixed this off season yeah. so that we don't have to hear about any of that stuff. And there's no question, Brown gets dinged up. But the whole point was for me was going to be as you get older, you sort of count on those guys as their bodies kind of grow a little bit. And again, you know, when you look at the 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 history of stuff like Kobe was so young because he was partnered with a guy like Shaq to where it almost like jump-started things. But it took LeBron and other guys to be – normally when you're 25, 26 years old, it's like, okay, you bid, you got through three hots and a cot. You're bi- <laughs> I expect those guys to not have to deal with the, uh, the, the nagging injuries. But, um, again, if depth really mattered, then, you know, the Celtics would win championships because last year – they were built in a Belichick-type way, in my opinion, to where it was, if we play this team, we can match up. If we play this team, we can match up. There were times where Grant Williams played where he didn't. I don't know. Maybe Brad Stevens is just like, F it. Give me the seven best, and let's just go play. Brad Stevens is definitely like, F it right now. Since he took this job, he has made bold moves from yeah. day one until right now, including Kemba for Al Horford in the very beginning, all the way up until now. The Porzingis move was a you, Marcus Smart. Yep. It's the heart and soul of your team, right? And uh, really, if you think about it, like defensively, two years ago with Ime, this team was a defensive machine you know yep. that's how they won all those games they, they were, were a defense, defensive no first one, team yep. they strangled these teams today were like a, a boa constrictor and now your two best defensive guys are gone now holidays and he's a great defender he's a two-way player and all that but losing smart and losing williams in the same offseason wow talk about changing the whole dynamic of your team yeah a danny ainge who was sort of he was considered one of the better you know general managers in basketball right. but he never pulled the trigger when they you know not necessarily when they needed it. Everyone wanted him to, you know, trade those third overall picks. And he was Brown very and careful to make very, sure very that careful. he didn't, like, blow the first he pick always, on Markel Fultz. Right, and he always wanted to win the deal. Yep. Brad is out here just slinging trades, and I like <laughs> it because you, you kind of have to. You got you to gotta improve your basketball team every single year. Well, and I also thought, and I think it's, uh, you know, let, let's note ownership as well because yeah. you're bringing in Holiday and, you know, you're flipping two for one, and you could say that you're kind of balancing the books, but you know – it's ultimately going to pad, add payroll in the end because you're going to have to fill the back end of the roster with more people. On that, too, apparently, according to Woj, Celtics are among teams, or they were very interested in Holiday, and the expectation is they're eager to retain him long term. Holiday is going into his last year of the deal. Is he 34? Yeah, 33. Yeah. You, know yeah. you know what this screams? Hey. 
It well, it, it it's uh, Horford like yeah. in that Stevens looks at it and says the guy's not washed. However, I'm not paying him thirty six million dollars right. next year. It was the same with Al. They found a way to cut his salary. I want to say it was by like sixty percent because I think he's getting ten million this year. Now Holiday's not going to go down to that level, right. but a little bit like Porzingis worked with them. I kind of feel like Holiday works with them. And even if he goes from, I think he's what thirty seven million this year yeah. for Holiday. Even if he slides down to thirty or thirty or twenty eight million. Yeah, that's a pretty big haircut for him. It's still a good salary, but it also doesn't tilt things to where the Celtics can't sort of manage what they uh, what they need to. Uh, all right, gents, we've got a game already over with, and that is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars were uh, victorious earlier today over in uh, London. They get the job done against the uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's how we started week uh, four here of the uh, National Football League. And uh, let's go to Miami and Buffalo. We got Buffalo coming off of a a really good defensive performance against Washington. We know Miami was high-flying. Arkan, what gives here today? I still like Miami. I know that uh, Buffalo's got a lot of the money coming in, and I know that they're favored still. I think it's uh, still two and a half unless that's swung at all. Um, but I like I like Miami here. I feel like in the division games, they always step it up a little bit. I think Buffalo's good, but uh, a little bit flawed. They're not going to have their starting uh, safety in there. Poyer's out, which means DeMar Hamlin's going to yep. play, which is a nice sort of inspirational story. But I feel like uh, Waddle and Hill are going to be licking their chops there. So I like I like Miami in this game. I like Miami, too. I think they, they may finish around 10 and 7 but they're gonna start red hot because of you know that that track meet football they run the weather it's gonna be like 75 degrees today in buffalo they're gonna score points um i I like them against the number two i love the bills today well i think because uh uh miami has now entered the uh, smelling their own farts portion (laughs) of the season and after a, a 50 point win everybody's telling them they're great there's a bills team that is familiar with them and Sean McDermott is now the guy running that defense. And I'm not a huge Sean McDermott fan. I don't know. I just can't look at that guy. I don't know what the hell it is. But he is a really good defensive coordinator, and he'll have something cooked up. And I know Kern mentioned earlier the way New England went uh, dealt with Miami. I wonder if the next sort of spin off of that comes today in terms of Buffalo. But, of course, Josh Allen has got to take care of the ball and uh, not be silly with it. Arcane, you mentioned the spread. It is still Bills minus 2.5. Over-under in this one is uh, 52.5. Let's go to the suckiest game on the board. The Bears are going to host the Broncos. There's a couple uh, of suck games, two zero and three uh, matchups in this in this week. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But who will? Uh, who, uh, which organization will be getting ripped more after this one? The Bears or the Broncos? I'm going to go the. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos. I think the Bears are going to get ripped. I just think I'm with you. Yeah, I think uh, Sean it's unanimous. Payton, yeah, big <laughs> bounce back after getting pantsed in Miami. Right. Like there's no if Peyton's team comes out and lays an egg today. Then you know there are real problems in that organization. Hundred percent. I think. I, look, I don't think it's going to be like a spanking by any means, but I do think that uh, Denver wins this game. I think uh, the Bears go to zero four. 
Yeah, uh, the Broncos' first two losses, they lost to the Raiders, which is embarrassing. You should never lose to the Raiders. But they put up a lot of points against Washington, who I think is a decent team. They only lost that game by, I think, like a field goal or something. something, And, uh, yeah, it was was a close game. The Dolphins game was obviously a beatdown, but I think now is a good course correction. It's in Chicago, but I don't pay any attention to that. I think the Bears are are a a sinking ship at the the moment. I would never touch this game from a gambling standpoint, even though I am a believer in the Ravens and their ability to fight through injuries. Injuries, but with the Browns, now the Browns uh, are going to play without Deshaun Watson. Yep. So uh, the Ravens were an underdog. They've now swung to, as I'm looking at right now, a two-point favorite. Uh, just an ugly game. It's almost like the survival of the mash units between these two. Although, we got to keep an eye on them in the AFC because every AFC game matters. These divisional games end up mattering. Anybody got to lean on Ravens-Browns? I like the Ravens in this one simply because Watson's out and you got Jackson playing, and that's basically it. I know that the Cleveland defense is about as good as it gets in the league right now, and that's true, but if you got Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's going to be starting for Cleveland, no Nick Chubb, I just I, I don't see Cleveland uh, getting into the end zone. I don't see their offense really doing anything in this game, and I think that Baltimore, even if they do, have some trouble with that Cleveland front, and they probably will. Jackson's uh, dynamic enough that I think he'll be able to score enough points to win. Yeah, that game's in Baltimore? Uh, it is in Cleveland. Oh, it's in Cleveland, yeah. So, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he was a fun preseason story. He had a couple good preseason games for them. Like you said, rookie out of L- or UCLA, rather. Um, I still like Baltimore. I think... They, they get after him. It's his first start. It's a real game. It's not a preseason game. So they might be okay with him if Watson goes down, down the stretch uh, even more so. But I just think, uh, I think like you said, Lamar and the Ravens win this one. All right. Well, the Bengals are two and a half point favorites heading into Tennessee to take on the Titans. The uh, Titans, we know, play a bit of an ugly brand of football. Uh, they ended up, uh, you know, they've had their issues have the, uh, have the Titans this year. Uh, and of course we know they played the Cowboys and they ended up having some issues with them. And then the Bengals are, I don't know. They're in this sort of weird purgatory right now. And I know that Joe Burrow is dinged up and you're playing with the calf injury could end up leading to an Achilles is what happened to Aaron Rodgers. So there is that fear since there is the similarity there, but I I don't know. I, I, I just don't see the Bengals losing this game. Me Maybe either. Nuts. After what happened last week with Barrow, again, he doesn't look right. He's not right. Like you said, Grash, about the, the Achilles. That's kind of a catch-22 they have there because, okay, you either leave him out for a while and then you finally bring him back and he does tear the Achilles or you just let him play until it happens. It kind of feels like a lose-lose for them, but you don't want to go down to Jake Browning, so you keep him in there. Eventually, he's going to get used to playing on it, and you do have Chase, you do have Higgins, so I like the Bengals. I think they'll catch a little bit of stride here, but I don't have many expectations for them following the, the yeah, rest of the season. Yeah, I'm sort of with you. I think the Titans are uh, not as strong defense. I think uh, Cincinnati's been frustrated most of these weeks. They got yeah. frustrated against Cleveland. Uh, they got some things going against the Ravens, but they lost that game, and they just squeaked by uh, L.A. So I think they've been waiting for a defense like Tennessee's. I think they're going to have a good day. Uh, Pittsburgh is playing Houston. That's just one to keep an eye on because it's in the AFC. At 4.05, the Raiders are at the Chargers. The Raiders will not have Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, The Chargers have been okay to this point this year. Didn't get off to a great start, but they're not playing terribly. 
Is this just a matter of the Raiders have nothing left right now in what was, Arkand, as you said earlier, a chaotic week for them? Very chaotic week for them. I think the only real way that they can stay in this game or make it competitive is if they just keep handing off to Josh Jacobs over and over again and don't really let uh, – who's even starting for them at quarterback? Aiden O'Connell. It's Aiden O'Connell, it not is. Hoyer? Okay, yep. so I did, Hoyer may get some minutes in this uh, in this game here, and that's why I think the Raiders are – I don't know if you can count them completely out, but I'm kind of counting them completely out. I think the Chargers cruise in this one. I'm going with the Raiders. Let's do it. Aiden O'Connell, <laughs> the sixth rookie quarterback to start uh, today on Sunday, the four first-rounders or whatever they were, and then O'Connell and uh, DTR. He had a good preseason, too. Look, the Chargers, it's now or never for Brandon Staley, and I think it's never. I uh, I like him. I like the or I like the Chargers team. I like Justin Herbert, but I'm gonna gonna go with the Raiders here. Yeah, I'm uh I, I do have some questions on Herbert. Is this guy just gonna be uh uh Kirk Cousins two where the numbers will look really good and yet there won't be kind of the uh the win total there. Uh and then tonight at 8.20, the world will tune in to look at Taylor Swift world. in a luxury suite mm-hmm. where the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the New York Jets. The Chiefs are now down to eight-point favorites. I'm going with the Taylor effect on that one as to why that number has come down. Uh, is this, in a way, the last stand for uh, Zach Wilson with the Jets? Absolutely. And I think it is his last stand. I think the Chiefs win big. I think, like you said, the Taylor effect, I think they have the momentum. Last week you saw it. Not just the Taylor Swift thing. That's That part's a joke. But I think the Chiefs are hitting their stride on offense now. They put up 41 last week. I think they continue to do it against the Jets. And I think that's this very well could be Zach Wilson's last start in New York. I don't think the Jets win this game, but I don't like that big number. I think that, you know, the Chiefs did blow out the Bears last week, but they only put up 17 against the Jaguars, and it was 21-20. They lost to the Lions in week one. So I feel like they're not in the business of blowing out teams that aren't in the midst of a complete meltdown like Chicago is. So I kind of like the Jets and the points here. I don't know how they're going to score their points, but I do think that they can keep it within eight. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with Catholic on this. I think Kansas City wins by about two touchdowns or comfortably enough, let's put it that way, that they uh, that they will cover the number. Really, the, I think the bigger question almost is, are the Jets going to completely implode now? Uh, you know, I, I, I think a lot of us are on the Kansas City will win the game, but will Zach Wilson end up just soiling himself on national television. No, Broadway Joe's all uh, all on his oh. case there. Oh, so yeah. Mad. How funny is that? Of all people, Joe name it. Well, you know. I've seen enough. I thought he didn't care about the team struggling. So oh, no. So no. Apparently no. he does now. Well, I think he quit. <laughs> Drinking, so now he doesn't uh, care about the team struggling. Uh, all right, we will uh, get you a couple of picks and a uh, prop on the way out the door here on WEI Football Sunday, but it is all brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, where they're celebrating Truck Month. Defeat any task with the capable—excuse me—with the capability and technology of Ford F Series, America's in-stock and best-selling trucks. For 46 straight years. Some picks and a prop or two next on WEEI Football Sunday. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. All right, a couple of picks and a prop, and then we are out of here on WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, Patriots game. So why don't we uh, why don't we run the room or uh, run the wheel, let's say, on uh, the Patriots game, and then everybody can just kind of get into the picks that they like here in uh, already week four of the NFL season. That's right, folks. Today is October 1st. Who would have thunk it? Crazy. Uh, well, pretty soon the uh, Christmas decorations already be out for sale. That's right. You got to get by Halloween. October 1st, the lighthouse opened. Really? Gillette Stadium. Everyone can go up Oh, top anybody now. can just go up yeah, there now. You can go oh, pay $5 and go to the top. It. Oh, so it's like our version of the stratosphere. Exactly. Oh, baby. Yeah. There we go. Do you have to take the stairs? Or is there an, like, an no, elevator? No, there's an elevator. There is? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was like... Uh, you know, in Charlestown, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Bunker Hill Monument. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's, a, there's an elevator. There's a dumb waiter with a uh, <laughs> couple of squirrels that just pull people up. Uh, guys, as of right now, it is Dallas minus six and over under a 43. Dallas is minus 275 on the money line. Patriots are plus 220, plus 225 on the money line. Arcan, where are you at on this? I like Dallas minus six and I like the under. Uh, I like the uh, under 43. I think that. Uh, Dallas is probably likely to get into the mid-20s, and I think the Patriots are going to stall out in the teens. So, I don't know. The over-under, I'm not going to bet on, but if I had to, I'd say under. And I think uh, Dallas wins this game by at least one score. I am opposite. I like Pats plus six, and I like the over. I think the Patriots finally get a little bit something going on offense, um, enough where they can score into the 20s and uh, get, again, get a little a track meet here with uh, with the nice conditions down in Dallas. And yeah, I think both teams score points. I think they keep it close, but I think Dallas wins in the end. Yeah, for me, an over-under is a no bet. If I had to lean yeah. one way, I think I might go under, but that's a tough number. I do like the uh, Patriots plus the uh, points here. Arkan, next bet uh, on the board for you. Next bet on the board for me is one that we already talked about a little bit, but one that I'm feeling uh, more and more confident on, and that's the Chargers. Minus six and a half against the Raiders. I think the Raiders without Garoppolo are just going to have a uh, tough time getting their offense moving, and the Chargers need sort of a signature win. I think this is when they get it. I know they're banged up. James is out. Uh, I think Bosa's out. Uh, Mike Williams is out for the year, so I mean, they're going to be leaning heavy on Keenan Allen, but I think that'll be enough, and that kid Kelly is a decent backup running back. So I like the Chargers there. Minus six and a half at home against Vegas. I like over 52 and a half in Bills Dolphins. Oh! Offense keeps going on both sides of the football. Uh, a beautiful day in Buffalo. So again, they get the track meet going up there. I don't think Miami's going to score 70 again, but I think it's going to be back and forth. So I like over 52 and a half. In a game no one has talked about, Philadelphia minus eight mm. and a half against Washington. Familiarity. Washington's inflated right now. 
I think Philly smacks them by uh, double digits, if not by 20 points when it's all said and done. You can read Cadillac's work at weei.com. Arcan will be with Jones and Mego tomorrow afternoon. I'll be with Foyer tomorrow from 10 to 2 from Gillette. Good job by Stiz. He produced it. KJ for an hour before my man Joe Weil gets you ready for the final Red Sox game of the year. We'll be back next Monday at 10 a.m. Enjoy NFL Sunday, everyone. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.